You're listening to the private podcast for The Matrix with Amber Smith. Okay. Um, I was just saying, as you listen to what we're going to talk about, because I have taught like the be do have model for a long time. I'm going to teach it a little differently today, which I'm really excited about. Um, but what I was saying is if you take notes to pay attention, to what's coming up inside of you, like, cause you can come and look at this video again. The point isn't to like write down what I say or like write down the, the models that I share in here. It's to really pay attention to what's going on inside of you. Cause that's, what's interesting. And that's, what's going to be relevant to your life and business. And I learned, I just want to give credit where credit is due. Cause I did not invent the be do have model. And I feel like it's worth saying I learned it from James Wedmore. And James Wedmore learned it from Jim Fortin. I do not know where Jim Fortin learned it. I don't know if he made it up, um, but I didn't want to like claim this model as my own because it is not mine. So <laughs> with that, with that uh, introduction, we're going to talk about visionary this month. And the reason that I love the word visionary is because I think that's what we do as entrepreneurs. We take something that isn't seen yet we see it in our mind's eye and we make it real right and that's why i really love the be do have model because the have is like the result the the physical representation of what we want to create but in order to create it where there are elements right being and doing that make it real and this is going to go really hand in hand with quantum play if you have haven't seen or watched quantum play it'd be like a good complimentary program to go through and if you took it with me, like this will be like kind of like building on the conversation that we that we have together. So let's start. I wanted to start by defining terms because one of the biggest questions I get when I talk about being is like, what does that mean? <laughs> and so I gave I, I made like a little list of like lots of different ways to thinking about it. Thoughts, feelings, your physiology, how your physical body feels, um, what you're focusing on or giving attention, your state of mind. It's internal, right? If I were to look at you, I don't know how you're, how you're being, but you do. The doing is what a lot of people in our world get obsessed with, right? What do I need to do? Just tell me what to do. Tell me the strategy. Tell me the habits, what behavior, like the habits, what we see on the outside and then having the results, things, numbers, statistics, something measured, right? I either have a car or I don't, right? I either have clients or I don't. I either have readers on my email list or I don't. And so a lot of times we get caught up in the doing to create the having, right? And that's what I think a lot of you guys work with clients who you help them with this, right? There is another dimension of creating results. It's beyond just what you do. And it's really hard to explain and articulate. And But once you get it, you get it. <laughs> and so for me, like this whole process has been an unfolding. Like I'm still getting layers of this. Um, because I think when I went to my, uh, bachelor's, I couldn't think of the word when I was getting my bachelor's, there was a lot of like the behaviors, the habits, a little bit of CBT, which is kind of like, um, your thinking and your feeling like creating your actions, but it was a lot of like changing your behavior. And what really helped me from like a spiritual perspective or a consciousness perspective was the level of being. And that's where we're going to talk a lot about um, this work today. But I wanted to kind of define terms so you know what I'm talking about. Being, it's it's multifaceted, right? It's not just one thing. 
um, there's thoughts, feelings, what you're thinking about, what you're shining your light of consciousness on your state of mind, how your body feels on the inside. And then doing is everything that, you know, strategy tactics, what people see you do. So that's what we're going to talk about today. This is like, this is one of those things, like I said, like, I don't necessarily think you need like take notes on this. <laughs> I want you to pay attention to like what we're building towards. What is the point of even having results? What is the point of doing things? What is the point of being? To me, it's mastery. Other words that people use is like self-actualization, self-transcendence. Um, I really like the word mastery because that is the point, right? The point isn't just to have more stuff. And I think if all of you checked in with, with yourself, because one of the things that I think a lot of people are doing at the end of the year is like, what do you want to do in 2023? Like what, what kinds of results or what kind of results do you want to create in the end of 2022? And I, I love it. Like I love having goals, right? I think it's really cool to have like a specific thing that you're working for, but it's part of the whole of mastery, right? Mastery speaks to, to having multiple goals achieved, not just one. Um, maybe it's like a lifetime mission of growth and self-actualization and impact and overcoming yourself to become who you want to be. And all of the, like Matt, to me, mastery is built on being, doing, and having. And so to me, the point of all of this is to become. And what's interesting is you think of the words being and becoming, it like speaks to like, I'm not that person yet, but that's who I'm working on being, like becoming and I do that by practicing presence, creating a peace of mind, regulating my nervous system, focus and attention, doing things in a, like in alignment is another word that came to me when I think about being. Um, and then of course, like your thoughts, feelings, physiology. After I figured that out, then the doing becomes a lot easier, right? The strategy, the tactics, the output, what people see me do, my performance, um, the to-do list, they all like build off of that. So it's not this hustly trying to overcome my self-doubt experience. This is where people burn out is because they don't do the regulating their nervous system, focusing, things like that. So the doing comes out of my presence, my state of being, the alignment that I feel, because this is why I called it visionary, right? Like I know what I want to create. It's not about defining that, even if it's in vague terms, it's okay if you don't know exactly what you want to create. It can be, I want to have more clients. It can be, I have, I want to have more impact. It also can be very specific, specific if that works for you. You're going to notice I'm not going to like ask you to create anything very specific except for one thing, which we're going to go into after this. What I'm interested in is like, what does mastery mean to you? And how do all of these things build to your self-mastery? I forgot to say, if you have questions or if you want clarification, go ahead and put it in the chat. At the end, I'll be taking like um, coaching or like hot seat stuff. So if you have any questions, go ahead and put it in the chat. And I'm curious, while you were looking at that triangle, was your initial thought, I have so much I want to change for the upcoming year? When you're looking at being, doing, and having, were you like, yeah, like I'm ready. Like I, this is going to be an overhaul. Like I'm ready to commit to all my goals. Because what I found even in my most recent like coaching calls with my, some of my clients, it's like, oh yeah. Like when they hear a podcast or they hear me talk, they immediately look for where they're not doing it, right? Where they need to improve. Another question, are there things that need to dramatically change for you to reach your goals and create the life you want? I used to think this, especially when I first found like personal development, I was like, oh yeah, like I have to change everything. 
there's something wrong with me or like I'm just not good enough right like I in order to create these extraordinary results I have to become this like extraordinary person and it created a lot of like personal suffering and actually I want to share um and okay sorry we're gonna go back to that I want to share this interesting study that I found by Lyndon Duke he calls it the linguistics of suicide so he got really I'm not going to go into it too much so don't worry it's not gonna be dark but um he started like studying how people talked in their letters when they um either attempted suicide or committed suicide and one of the things he found is that striving for exceptionality like being the best or being great led to mental suffering feeling stuck or like you can't get out feeling alone feeling immense pressure and often that even striving for exceptionality leads to failure right it's really hard to be like the best in the world and what's interesting is he found like instead of focusing on being the greatest he focused on average and he found like as he was doing his research one day he like came out of his house and he heard his like neighbor like humming or something maybe singing while he was mowing the lawn and he's like i'm missing something and his major breakthrough was I'm missing the simple pleasures of an average life. And so the paradoxical promise of an average day compounding over time equals the extraordinary results that we want. So I'm going to make a case for why average is what you need to strive for. And I know it sounds counterintuitive, but this really helped me because you guys know I'm not just about helping you create results. I also care about like the experience you have of your life as you create results. And to me, this was like, a way of articulating it that I had never articulated it before. Because the trap is, okay, I want these extraordinary results. I have to become someone new. I have to become someone different. And while there's an element of truth to that, it's not this like dramatic change. It's tiny. Because one of the things that I was sharing, let's see, is this, is that self-mastery is built daily over the course of your life. It's not something that happens in an instant. I think we hear it you know, these like dramatic stories of people coming to the light or whatever in a, in a single moment. But for the most part, it's daily. It is a daily exercise of improvement, not because you're not enough, but because you're after mastery, because you want results. You're practicing presence, peace of mind. You're regulating your nervous system. You're not, you're not burning yourself out in the quest of having results that may or may not mean anything to you in the next year, right? The metrics that we decide on as a society, like a, a business. I was talking to someone that like, they're really redefining what success means to them personally in their business, where it's like having two clients is successful to them. It's interesting because if you went outside, that would, for a lot of people that would not be successful, but for her in this season, that's how she measured success. And so I think all of this is speaking to like average, <laughs> average being average doing can create extraordinary results and mastery when we compound it over time, it's very unsexy, um, but it's what creates all the, the extraordinary. So I want you to kind of, if you have a notepad, you can take notes and answer these questions or you can come back to it. This can be maybe something that we talk about, but what, who are you being on your average day? Like on a good average, not like crazy good, but not crazy bad either. Just like a typical average day. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What is your state of mind? What does your physiology look like? Like, do you go on a walk? Do you work out? Are you moving? 
most of us like will answer like, yeah, like I'm not just like sedentary, right? What are you focusing on? And then three other questions that I think are just as important. What are you not thinking or feeling? What are you not focusing on? What is your attention not on? I should have added, who are you being on your average day if you had the results that you wanted, right? If you had the business that you wanted, what would an average day look like? One of the things that blew my mind is like in the coaching world, like 100K is this like big golden whatever, which is interesting. We can talk about that too. But when I had my first, when I realized I had made 100K within 12 months, I was like, I still feel like me. I could, I wasted all this time thinking it wasn't enough because I hadn't hit 100K or whatever. <laughs> when really it was just like me being me, compounding my results over time. And I still felt like me. I felt very average. And what I learned is there's, there's things, and we're going to talk about some of those things that we do that create the extraordinary results, but they don't look extraordinary, right? The things that create the extraordinary having, the doing, doesn't look extraordinary. It doesn't even feel extraordinary. It feels average. It feels like writing an Instagram post. <laughs> it feels like showing up for a client call. It looks like going on a date with your husband if you want an extraordinary marriage, Right they look normal. It's the compound effect that makes them extraordinary. What are you doing on this average day? If you already had the results that you wanted, what's interesting is like a lot of you guys are already doing these things. The missing ingredient is time. And no one likes to say that because the shiny, quick, instant result is so sexy and so appealing and it's sold to us. But the reality is, is genius is cultivated over decades right? Mastery is cultivated over decades. <laughs> Amazing results are cultivated over daily disciplined action over time, right? And so what's interesting is that this is why I love Alex Hermosi says like the winners fall in love with the process, not the results, right? We fall in love with creating an Instagram post, writing our 200 words, showing up for our client calls. We fall in love with that. And then over time, the extraordinary results are built. So some of the questions that I have is like, what does this average entrepreneur do? What does this average coach do? What does an average parent do? What does average personal growth look like? Which is like, it sounds counterintuitive, but if you think about it, this is the secret, right? Because when we strive for extraordinary, like let's say I'm going to strive for extraordinary personal growth. I'm going to go to a conference. I'm going to throw all my food out and eat only clean. And I'm going to journal for 30 minutes every day. And then I'm going to meditate for an hour. And then like, and then you get this extraordinary amount of things to do. Is that sustainable? I might be able to do it for a couple of days and then I'm going to go right back. So striving for average actually puts us in like the growth zone. And this is, like I said, it's counterintuitive, but you're going to start to see what I mean because I'm then we compound it, right? Let's say an average entrepreneur writes 200 words a day. In a year, you've written 73,000 words. And I looked it up. A book is 90,000 words. They're already so close just writing 200 words a day. What if you wrote 500 words a day and that was your average? Let's say the average parent spends 30 minutes with their kid without distraction. By the end of the year, you spend 180 hours undistracted with your kid. You can do this. And actually, I want to do this with you guys. Like when you start to stack it, that's where we see the extraordinary, right? Like if you, if you study amazing marriages or amazing entrepreneurs or amazing coaches, it's not that this, they had these bursts of like enlightenment or whatever. It really is. They cultivated this daily average 
devotion to their craft to mastery. And so when you think about these results that you want to create either by the end of the year or when you're thinking about 2023 and it's like something that doesn't exist in your life right now, which is okay. It's okay to notice. I really love um, the book, The Gap in the Gain, right? We're always going to notice the gap where we want to go. But when we break it down into how I bridge the gap from where I am to where I want to go is daily average things. And then you commit to actually doing it. This is where it's actually hard, right? Um, one of the, one of my definitions that I really like about the like mastery is simply doing the fundamentals longer than most people are willing to commit to them, right? The average entrepreneur maybe makes a post daily on Instagram, a weekly podcast, and then you do that for six years and you're a master, but lots of people burn out between now and then. And so this is the really like, um, like I said, like the word that just keeps on these like unsexy, this isn't a like fancy or shiny, but it does create exceptional results because you're not striving for exceptional. You're striving to maintain an average focus of being and doing, right? What I love about this too, is that when you have a bad day, when things don't go well, when you don't get everything that you want, that's okay. You just come back to average. And so I kind of want to go back through this little, there we go. Um, like when you think about your own triangle, your own pyramid, I guess, like all of this to me comes back to the being, right? Because you can pretend that you have, or maybe like, not, maybe let's not say pretend, let's say you don't have peace of mind and you throw yourself into performance and output and tasks. You can do that for a season, but eventually you're going to burn out. Eventually you're going to need to take a break. Eventually you're going to need um, to take an extended absence, right? Because you're going to, you're going to feel that instead of focusing on these things first, presence, peace of mind, a regulated nervous system, managing your thoughts and feelings, doing things in alignment, and then doing the task. This is slow. That's the other word. This is like a slow, slow burn. <laughs> what I think, right? This isn't fast. And there's like a lot of people that will teach you fast, but my results weren't fast but they were sustainable and they still are because I focus on being first. And then I focus on my tasks and the strategy and the tactics. And then the results naturally come. And I would say like, I'm on the path of mastery for a lot of things in my life. Not, be not because I um, did these intense sprints. It's more like this sustainable average approach. Does anyone have any questions or insights that they want to share? Okay, for this next part, I'm going to need a volunteer. So one of you will need to be talking. <laughs> Who is feeling brave? Okay, Ashley, let's do it. Tell, oh, hold on. Okay. Tell me one of the things that you want to have. Like if you think about be, do, have, what's something that you want to have? Um, I want to have... I want to make six figures. I love it. In a year, in a 12 month period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does that feel like when, when you think about a hundred K, what does that feel like in your body? It feels exciting, but I feel nervous. Nervous about what? Um, how I'm going to make that happen. 
Mm -hmm. I think I feel nervous that like, I'm going to have to really, I think I get nervous about like, about the burnout. Like, how am I going to like, you know, yeah, make, make this happen without feeling really overwhelmed and burnt out. And yeah. Especially with like everything that you teach and study and live. Um, I can see why that would be nerve wracking to think you might have to give up something mm -hmm. in order to create hundred K when you think about like the average day thing, like if you were already making hundred K, what would your average day look like? What would I observe you doing? No, I really have thought about that a lot. And I try to do that now. Um, I get up around like seven 30, I exercise, I have breakfast. I like usually do something like to connect with God, um, reading, journaling, stuff like that. I really like take my time. I don't see clients until 11. Yeah, I love that. Um, I don't work on Fridays. I am done with work at five. Um, like, I make time for like studying stuff, um, creating stuff, and then also working with my clients. Yeah. I love that. Does any part of that feel like there's something missing to hit hundred K? Um, oh, I'm sure that there is something missing. Um, but that was kind of like that question that I asked, like this one. Is there something that needs to dramatically change for you to hit hundred um, K? I don't think so, but sometimes I wonder if I'm focusing too much attention on the wrong things. What are you focusing on? Well, I, <laughs> I love to create content. Yeah. Like I genuinely enjoy creating content. And sometimes I think that I might buffer with it a little bit. Okay. Um, what a good thing to buffer with though. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, like, so I just like to create stuff. Like I love to create posts. I love to create like stuff in Canva. I like to create courses. And sometimes I'm like, I mean, I literally could spend an entire day doing that and be totally happy um I love to like write so like writing my weekly emails isn't a big deal um but sometimes I'm like is this I guess I don't know if it's because I enjoy it so much that I wonder like am I focusing on the wrong thing yeah how dare you enjoy yeah, serving right? people and writing content yeah yeah <laughs> uh -huh. And so sometimes I just like worry, like, am I, am, am I imbalanced somewhere? So this is what's interesting. When I think about having in that, like we do have having one of the things that I like to have is a business that I actually like showing up for, not just the money, but like, I actually like, like you, I love making like little graphics and I love like designing my little things on Canva. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. That's important to me. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting is, is that, that, so the having might be interesting to kind of play around with. You want to have a business that you enjoy, but you also want it to make a hundred K. Yes. 
So in your mind, what needs to, in the doing phase, what needs to change? In the average sense, nothing dramatic. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think that if, <clears throat> so I kind of like, um, I plan my schedule, including my business schedule around my, where I am on my cycle. Love it. And so, but my cycle is really wonky right now because I'm in perimenopause. And so I never know like what's happening. And so I'm trying to just kind of like ride the wave, you know, like sometimes I have lower energy days and sometimes I have higher energy days and it's making it harder for me to plan my schedule because I sometimes like I don't want to force myself to do something, but I also need to like be disciplined. You know what I mean? What does disciplined mean to you? (laughs) Uh, Like keeping my word, like this is the schedule I had for today. Mm -hmm. And so I just need to like stay with it. But I'm also just like, so, I mean, that's what I teach my clients is like, if you feel that call to slow down, you need to honor that or you're going to burn out. Yeah, the values kind of, whenever we feel like um, that discord inside, what I found is it's usually like two values rubbing up against each other, which like Mm -hmm. yours is honor the season that you're in, slow down if you need to. And then part of you is like, but also be really disciplined and overcome what you're feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like, here's the thing, Amber, it's like, if I woke up one day and I was like, I feel really tired today. There are still things that I'm really effective at in my business that I can do yeah. when I'm really tired. Yeah. So I think maybe I just need to be like more flexible in that way. Um, I really like minimum baselines for this. Like, are you familiar with that term? No, but I can like, Yes. What I mean. You can, I'm sure you could plug it in for what, what you're doing. But for me, like my minimum baselines aren't even to post. I got rid of that recently. My minimum baseline is like taking care of me. Then it's like, if I've taken care of me and my kids are taking care of that, that separate, like, okay, what needs, to, what has to be done today? Is there a Voxer I have to respond to Monday through Friday? Okay. Check. I, I did the Voxer thing. Is there something that like is pressing necessary? Usually the answer is no, because I have like an online business, right? Like I'm not shipping something that has to be shipped. Um, there's very little do- that I have to do. And what's interesting is once I give my, my brain the permission, regulated nervous system, remember, I'm not trying to run myself through pressure. What do I want this? It sounds oversimplified, but it really changes. It's like, what do I want to do for my business today? Mm. and I'm curious what your answer is to that question what do you want to do for your business on the days that you're tired like if you can go there where you don't have a ton of energy what do you want to do um those are the days when I just like want to shut my office door and I just want to like create stuff like that's like a very like kind of introverted vibe for me you know Mm -hmm. um so I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to like listen to podcasts or like, you know, watch your stuff or other courses that I'm taking. Um, and like that feels good because it requires that I don't like have to 
Yeah. Give a lot. Mm-hmm. None of that's going to create a hundred K this month, Mm-mm. but I promise those things will create a hundred K over time. If you, especially if you're pairing, like, are you pairing like calls to action invitations to get on your email yeah. list with your content? Yep. Yeah. Do you have long form content? You have a podcast. Yeah, I have a podcast. So tell what, about that. Oh, what about it? Just tell me about it. My podcast? What, yeah, like how, when do you create podcasts? Um, so I do it on Wednesday. Like I record it on Wednesdays. It comes out on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it takes me forever. That's probably something I need to work on. Like it takes me forever. And on Wednesdays, I don't have clients. And so I feel like I can dedicate. I, I, I literally do not know how to make it easier. <laughs> do you want it to be easier or do you like that it challenges you? Um, no, I want it to be easier. I hate that it takes me all day long. Sorry, I got rid of this so I can see you. Um, what is the process like right now? Like, does it take you a long time to organize your thoughts? Does it take a long time to record because you don't like your voice? Like what's going on? No, so it is, what takes me a long time is like, I, so I'm gathering information that I want to share, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Because I'm not just sharing my thoughts. Like I'm sharing stuff that's backed up by science, right? Yeah. the time. So like I'm sharing, so I'm gathering that stuff. I'm putting it into order of like how I want to share it. Then I like mm-hmm. full on write a script. Yeah. Like I don't know how people just wing it. I can't do it. I can't. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say I can't, but it's really hard. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Not- this, like we can talk about that too. That's probably just like a value. I have a client that like she would never wing it because it's really important to her to be well articulated, to have her thoughts, you know, thought through. So she like, doesn't even want to wing it. That's not something she wants. She doesn't even yeah. like that idea. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Yeah. What's interesting is what you do is similar to what I do, except I spread that out throughout the week. Mm. Like, I take notes and I, you know, put in like quotes or thoughts or sources that I want to cite, but it's not in one day. Mm as a possibility. I don't know. There's nothing right or wrong, but if it's, have you, do you get a podcast out every Monday? So the result is that you're consistently podcasting, but you don't like how you're creating the result. I just don't, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, that took way too long, you know? Um, and so I like doing it and I have like almost 8,000 downloads and I've had it for just like a year and a half. That's awesome. Like, I think that that, like, I'm happy about that. And I love being able to like, tell people, Hey, listen to this episode. Like if they send me a DM and have a question, I can Mm -hmm. just be like, listen to super easy. Um, but yeah, it's just, sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like when it's, when I'm like in the process of writing and recording my podcast, because then I edit it, take out like all the ums and throat clearings and all that stuff. And so that I can just like make it good, seamless. And so then I'm like, I could have been doing this or this or this. And, but instead I've just been working on this all day. Yeah. 
and I don't know. I don't know if I feel like I should be spending my time on something else. So I, this is where I like inverse thinking. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You guys can all do this for whatever you're thinking through for your own business. But like, if you want to keep this scenario with your, po- your podcast, like if you wanted nothing to change, what would you do? You would keep editing it yourself. You would keep doing it on a single day, right? What else do you do right now? Um, write out a script. You write out a script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I okay, so let's just take those three things and inverse yeah. them. Okay. If you don't want it to be the same, so we'd first you hire out editing or you don't edit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you keep editing it. Those are all your options. Any other options? Hire out someone to edit. You don't edit it or you edit it yourself. I can't think of another. Okay. Yeah. Scripting. You can stop scripting it or you can keep scripting it or you can change how you script it. Yeah. And I've even like tried to just do an outline in even that mm-hmm. like, ooh, I feel better about like having like a full on teleprompter like script. The, what I'm trying to do is give you options so that you can choose yeah. consciously. Cause even if you keep doing the same thing, we feel better about it when we bring more consciousness to it. Like you're choosing this. Yeah, I am choosing Monday. Wednesdays are my podcast days. And I do choose to take all day because I like my process. I like what I do. I, I like that I edit it or this is what's in my budget right now, whatever. Do you like that it's all day? No. In your ideal, what would it be? 90 minutes at the max. <laughs> is that possible for you? I think that it could be if I like took time on another day to like gather the information and like know the high points that I want to touch on, then I could do it. Yeah. I I took a really, I'm taking a really great course called the two hour writer. And it basically like helps you consolidate. You might just come up, you're very organized. Like you might just come up with your own way of organizing your thoughts before Wednesday so that you can do it in 90 minutes. And try it as a possibility. And if you don't like it, you can change it. Yeah. Because I know for all of you guys on this call, like it's not just about getting the results. It's how we create them. We don't want to, now caveat to this. Sometimes discomfort is required, right? It's not always going to feel good. And so that's what I was trying to flesh out is like, what can we toss and what sometimes recording a podcast feels uncomfortable. Sometimes aggregating our data feels uncomfortable. Disciplining ourselves feels uncomfortable, but there, I think there, there's this like balance of like discomfort in our growth zone versus like not necessary discomfort. And that's what I'm trying to help you distinguish. Can you, can, does anything come to mind when you think about that? So I think that I know that I know this much when I have like a very specific script that I just, all I have to do is read it. Then I hardly have to do any editing at all. Yeah. So then I can like basically just eliminate that step. Mm -hmm. And then if I take like Mondays or something to like, when I get done with this call, like I can start gathering my, because I have my podcast planned out for the rest of the month. Mm 
So I already know the topic I'm gonna speak to. And so I can just gather the information, like the points that I wanna for sure touch on. Then on Wednesday, I can like write the script, push record, yeah. be done with it. We're gonna zoom out one more time. When you think about making 100K, how do you want to make that? Do you want to make it with one-on-one, with a combination of one-on-one and group? And the reason I'm asking that is I want to know what role your podcast plays in this business. I don't know yet. I've raised my prices on my one-on-one and I've signed two clients in the last week to that price. Awesome. Um, right now, like I just feel, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to concentrate on -on one-on-one clients. I don't know why I didn't think that that's what I wanted, but like, I'm not doing ease and flow anymore. Like it just didn't feel good. So I'm not doing it. And I don't know why that's where my focus needs to be right now, but, um, but I think ideally, like, honestly, Amber, I'm not sure. I'm not sure right now. I'm just thinking one-on-one. Clients. Yeah, that's okay. I want to go to like what you, I'm just catching some of the things that you say, like one-on-one feels in alignment. Yeah. That's where you want to focus your attention. It seems like that's what's going to make you feel pe- like peace of mind. So then yeah. I know, I mean, I know you can hit hundred K with one-on-one clients, not that you have to, but it's a strong possibility. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the doing. When you when you focus, we're prioritizing that. I really liked Colette's comment. I don't know if you saw it about like discipline, meaning taking care of yourself, that that is discipline. Yeah. Um, if we're coming from that place where you're prioritizing your own peace of mind, your own acting in alignment, your own regulated nervous system, your own focus and what you wanna give your attention to, have you done the math? Like what would it actually take to have a hundred K year with just one-on-one clients? I haven't. <laughs> you want to do it? This is like such a recent decision. Okay. To... It can change too. Yeah. Yeah. Because so right now I'm charging six K. Mm-hmm. Um, for how long? Six months. Okay. And what's full capacity for you? I don't want to say more than seven clients. So that would put you at 84K for the year if you're fully booked. Really close. Yeah. And that's if you don't raise your price or do group or do master classes or do anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you some more like um, specific being when we go back to like that thoughts and feelings, if it was already done, what would you think about things like content, your podcast, just the tasks that you do? Would you think, I guess, better question. Would you think anything different than you already think? No. Yeah. 
So what's missing for you in your mind? Give me your like unfiltered raw brain dump. What's missing on why you're not hitting a hundred K? I think because I'm thinking, um, there's only so much I can do, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, like I can offer my one-on-one coaching and make tons of calls to actions and like, you know, have the best posts ever and create the best podcast, but like, it's ultimately like, it's all I can do. I think that that's a thought. That is a thought that I have. Um, I think, okay. So to fill in that gap of like, okay, 85 or whatever number you said, and how do I, now I got to create something. What is that thing? Two more clients. You could do eight <laughs> clients and hit it. It's not, yeah. to me, that's not the solution. It's working. That's what I like. I In our industry, like there's this like accidental shift that we get into that it's like, we'd have the assumption it's not working. But what if the only reason it's not working is because you have the belief that it's not working? I think that this year, like within the past probably like six months is when I have really felt like I could do that. That's awesome. I've I've never really believed before Mm -hmm. that I could really create that, but I've seen what I've created. Like I've tripled my income from last year. Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) It's working. Yeah. It is absolutely working. And this is what, like, I think the tendency is to look, come to a training like this, looking for where you're doing it wrong, looking for what's not working. And there might be like minor tweaks that you make to your podcast strategy, to how many people you reach out to, to like, whatever. But like the underlying message that I want you to take away from this is like, it's working. Yeah. What if? your being like that your focus and attention was on it's inevitable. I will be making hundred K in the next 12 months. I don't feel like any of your doing changes, but the underlying energy that you bring to it is like, it's inevitable. Of course, this is going to work. Of course, my content's going to reach the right people. Of course, my podcast grows by word of mouth. Of course, my clients refer their clients and that's just who I am. Yeah, it's really interesting like that you say that because I think to my I think another thought that I have is like, okay, well, if I'm going to reach 100K next year, then I've got to do something different. Yes. I've got to do something more. Yes. And like, that's, that's why I love the be, do, have model because it's not about do, you're already doing it. Your average day that we talked about, like you already have your average day. I promise it's not going to feel that different when you hit 100K. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But who you're being, you can like have more peace of mind now. You can believe it's inevitable now. You might take more time off. I don't know. (laughs) Like it might be like something that you don't expect or even just like the underlying current, like it's working. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing, I'm going to show up to this call as if it is working because it is. I'm going to get coaching as if it's working because it is instead of getting coaching based on it, not working. 
because time is so powerful. I, I wish like it was taught more because sometimes it literally, like the only ingredient that's missing is the compound effect of time, which to me represent are represented on these arrows, like mastery. It has to take time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How does that land for you? Good. Like it feels good. It feels, I do feel so much peace of mind. Like I feel like I could cry right now because sometimes I'm like, Ashley, like you've got to figure out like where you need to tweak things. Um, but maybe I don't. And like, it's funny because when I think that I'm like, but I feel so good about like what I am doing. And so that does like bring me so much peace of mind. Yeah. I love that because then you get to keep the peace of mind and create the results over time. And to me, that's like, that is the ultimate, right? I like how I created the results and I like the results that I created. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know like what ideas are going to come to me in the next year. Like, am I going to, maybe I'll do that business, you know, for coaches, like the training for coaches or I don't know. We'll see. You know what I call the gap? Like, so this is like going to really, I think this will be really good for you to hear just, and a lot of you guys on this call. So I did the math for Ashley. She, if she did her seven call or seven clients at 6k, she'd end up making about 84k a year. And she wants to make hundred K that gap is called grace where you have innovation and creativity and magic and miracles that happen where you don't have to predict every dollar that comes into your business. And I think especially what you teach, intuition, flow, you're going to have ideas and you can trust that. You don't need a plan for that. Yes. Yes. Like these two women that signed up with me last week, yeah. one, of them, one of them, I saw at like a stake meeting for church, Yeah. talk to me about it. Then another lady is some lady that works with my husband. I love it. Yeah. Nothing from Instagram. Nope. That's fun. Yeah. They don't even follow me on Instagram. Yep. That's kind of fun. Clients come to, to us from places known and unknown. That's mm-hmm. my favorite, one of my favorite client creation thoughts. Love it. Anything else, Ashley? Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Did anyone have insight from Ashley being coached on this that they want to hop on and share? Does anyone want to do this work for their own business? Want to volunteer? If there's no one else, then I will, Amber. Yes, but Colette, come on. <laughs> I do want to, I want to be respectful though of other people if they want it. So, it's okay, it's me. Um, I think the thing that really hit home to me with what you were saying is, and hang on, let me get to a different room. I wasn't planning on hopping on. So um, I think that the part about the only thing that's missing is the compounding effect of time. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's where I am right now is um, in a rush and thinking it's a problem because it's not happening as quickly mm-hmm. as, as I am wanting it to. And I'm in a, I'm actually really in a state of transition and um, 
effectively like pursuing things that are very transformational for my business. And in this state of transition, I also think it needs to be happening quickly. And so for me, that, that is really powerful that, that came up for Ashley. I mean, I don't know if Ashley really is thinking this too much, but when you said the compounding effect of time, it just was like, oh yeah. It's hard though. Mm-hmm. Especially when we learn that our thoughts create our results. <laughs> We're like, well, I can make this happen. Let's do it. Yeah. That's why I really like the word co-creation um, because it's not just us, right? It takes me and a client for me to create a client. It takes them saying yes. It takes their preparation, their readiness, their money, their excitedness. So it is a co-creation always, Mm. which means part of it is uncontrollable, which is very hard. Hmm. Yeah, that's really helpful because I thought when you said co-creation that you were going to, you know, like the higher power kind of co-creation. I believe that too. I, I which I, I believe that. Yeah. But that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. And I mean, I know that it takes the client, but yet we still kind of think that we should be doing it. Yeah. I really like the metaphor of a garden. Like if you think about a garden, I have things that I control. I have to go out there. I have to weed. I have to fertilize. I have to put water. I have to make sure that animals don't get in my garden or whatever. But this, and if you think of us as like one-on-one coaching, right? Like you come out and you check the carrot and you're like, oh, no, you're not ready. Like you could try to make that carrot ready, but they're not ready. Mm -hmm. That leads to a disastrous coaching relationship. And that's not what the result you actually want. You actually want a fully ripe carrot, (laughs) you know, which in our world, that looks like nurturing content, following up, having conversations. Like you're like taking care of the garden over time. And when it's ready, it is ready, but it was a co-creation. It wasn't just you pulling out the carrot. Mm. Now let's use that metaphor. Hopefully it doesn't like sound over overdone, but let's say that carrot's not ready. This is why I think it is within your control to sign a client today, not that specific carrot, but maybe you go to a different part of your garden, a different person from steak, your steak connections, Ashley, right? Not Instagram. That Instagram carrot was not ready, but someone in your real life was ready. And so our job is to like, be the person that like, yeah, I feel great. I love gardening. I love being here. I'm going to go out and nurture my whole garden, not just this one plant and see what comes of it. And that's a co-creation too. Yeah. I love that. I think that the, the part that's coming up for me is, you know, how my business is structured And I really like it. Your seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the seasons that, that I'm bumping up against because I'm thinking, um, okay, well, if I don't create what I want to create in January, then the next time I'm creating that is in the fall. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem to have like all that time or to have like, like, I really love the way that I've set it up, but then now I kind of don't love the way that I set it up mm-hmm. or it's feeling, it's, it's feeling kind of like Ashley, where it's like, um, I want to honor what I've decided, 
because I really like the way the yep. reason I've decided it. Yep. But then wait, but what if that's a problem because I'm not creating what I want to be creating in this next yes. in January? Does that yes. make sense? And so yes. I feel some conflict there. Yes. And I, I I have compassion for that because some of that is out of your control, right? Like it's like, it's almost like to use the garden metaphor again, it's like I really want raspberries, but it's not raspberry season. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I planted raspberries, but it's not time to, to collect them yet. Right. You're like, I want to collect this certain group of people in January. Yeah. And if it doesn't work that way, I also am blocking myself from collecting people in February because I don't want them yeah. in February. Yeah. And so it's almost like you have to teach people. This is, I think, I think based on our conversations, what you're doing really is teaching people how to work with you, which is in January or in the fall. And sometimes it takes some time (laughs) for them to understand how to buy from you or when to buy from you. This is when I'm open. Mm -hmm. This is when we work together. Okay. That's, that's exactly why the time thing came up. (laughs) There's other solutions. It's just, I don't think you want to choose that. I don't think so either. I mean, we have a call later today and mm-hmm. I wrote down that question mm-hmm. to talk about. Okay. Like, are there <laughs> other solutions? And I just feel so much resistance. Like I, I want to be open, but at the same time, I really like this, this way that I've set it up. I have a and question so I want to honor have, What is your, what is your um, semester? It's from January to May? Like April through April. Okay, through April. Would you mm-hmm. work with someone March and April, would you work with them for two months? Um, yes. I just don't see how, how, yeah, I don't see, I don't see like, okay, then that's a different offer or that's a different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I, the way that I see it that like kind of makes me a little crazy. Does that make sense? Like that kind of makes me a little like, that's a problem. Yeah. In January, how many spots do you have for one-on-one total? I have a total of eight. Okay. Let's say you have eight slots <laughs> and maybe five people buy. So now you have three slots uh-huh. for March, but in March, the slots change, right? Where it's not the same price and it's not the same length. It's like for two months at a third of the price or whatever. Mm. Okay. So in January, there's eight slots available for the six or the four, five months of. Yeah. Four months. Okay. Mm -hmm. Four months of coaching. Um, you know, and if they fill up, they fill up. And if they don't, you move your invent, you change your inventory so that you still have slots available. They're just a different payment, a different promise. Maybe I don't know what you're promising, but like a different, it's almost like, like a different PSPR for you. Mm, I see. How does does that does that land or we can toss that? I was just curious. <laughs> no, I as think a solution. It land, I think it is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about how I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm feeling graspy or desperate or mm-hmm. you know, then no, it's not a great solution. But if I'm feeling in abundance and yeah. um then yeah. It's, yeah. I think what you're up against, which is unique, right? If I try to get clients to be fully booked and I don't this month, that's fine. I will just try again next month because mine's ongoing and recurring and ro- like rolling. 
Mm-hmm. But what you've done is kind of be like, if it doesn't work this month, I have to wait six months. Correct. That's a lot of pressure. And that not even saying that that's bad. Mm-hmm. We can re- either change how you think and perceive that, or we can create different solutions like the one I just offered to make it easier. I don't think there's a superior way you get to choose. Yeah. I think I like the idea of a little bit of both where I stay true to what I want because I made this decision for a reason. Yes. I don't like the ongoing rolling enrollment. I really don't like it. And so, um, and so I like the reason, but also can I create a almost like a continuing offer that fits within the parameters I've already set for myself that I want. Yeah. And so instead of starting in March and they still get four months where I'm working in the summer and I don't want to be coaching in the summer, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Then they get two and we keep the same kind of, you know, price, like the, the pricing structure is similar in terms of the amount of time, like COVID, like prorated. Yeah. Prorated. Prorated kind of an idea. And yeah, so, or maybe they do two months, March and April, and then you pick up again, September, October. Yeah. I like, I like that kind of thinking as long as, as I am like in the right frame of mind of staying true to what I want and how, how I want to do business. And, and also even envisioning, I will get to a point where that's exactly how it works. The September and the, and the January absolutely. and on the way there. I am also going to have more available, yeah. more options available. I like that thinking. Mm-hmm. And I like what you and I talked about with the flashlight. Like, what are you giving your attention to? Because there's a flip side, right? When we don't have clients, life can still be awesome. You have more free time. You can travel more. Like, yeah. And you could focus on that just like you do in the summer, how you feel free yes. and excited. That is just available while you're waiting for clients to enroll. Yeah. That could be your experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is helpful. Thank you. We can keep talking about it on our call today too. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that was helpful for other people too. <laughs> Time is one of those like hard things because we can control the present moment, but we can't control how long things take. Right. Yeah. One of my favorite metaphors, I, I learned this from like my coach, Melanie Lair. She was like, when you put like rolls into the oven, and you keep checking on the rolls, right? You like mess up the flow of the rolls baking. And so part of our, what control the control, but is to put the rolls in the oven and close the door and trust that they're baking and not mm-hmm. mess with the process yeah. every time. Or like butter, like same thing for popcorn in the microwave. Every time you open the microwave, it stops cooking. Mm-hmm. And so part of our responsibility, kind of what I just coached Ashley on is like, to be like, I'm doing enough. It is working what I'm doing. Like, it's almost like a declaration. This will lead me to my results in time. Yeah. So good. Thank you. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Thanks. Claire. Anyone else? Lonnie, Cindy, Shirley, did you guys want to hop on? Can you hear my daughter singing into the unknown? Can you guys hear that? Or is it just me? <laughs> She's belting into the unknown by Elsa right now. It is so funny. And she goes like this when she sings it, like Elsa and her powers. I'll just like send a video. It's so funny. 
Okay. Anyone else want to talk? Be do have or time? I uh, think. Okay, go. I can wait. Okay. Okay. Something <laughs> very fast. No, you're fine. I, I don't. I have time. You okay, can leave. So, you do, but I have time. Um. I like how like. So I also have a goal of reaching 100k. And, but right now my mindset, like where I'm at right now is a little bit different. I'm like, okay, I've been, um, cause I look at my, the past last three years of business and the mm-hmm. results I've been getting, like it's been so unsteady. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I'm feeling right now is I felt compelled to like do some, do some sort of like, like a big change. Yeah. So I don't know if. Like that's a direction that I should go towards. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually thinking about like outsourcing. So I'm like, okay, um, right now I feel like my uh kind of like my audience base is like it's it's good, but I'm feeling the growth is so slow. And so I really want to outsource kind of like the outbound reach and uh, yeah. and then just focus on building my relationships the relationships I have right now and so but you were talking saying earlier about like keeping slow and steady um average you know, like mm-hmm. average action so I'm like am I trying to mess this up by- no I'm going to give you an example I didn't say this but there was a time in my business let's see this was in 2019 I think when I shifted to high ticket coaching I had been selling like a hundred dollar an hour basically. And I shifted into like seven K for six months was what I shifted into. That was pretty dramatic. And it came from who I want to be. I wanted to be a transformational coach. I wanted to be someone who worked with a handful of clients and that's it. And it came from that place. And so I'm curious, yeah, you might do something dramatic, but where is it coming from? Who are you wanting to be? When I think about me making six figures, I see myself almost like having um, having someone in my team to work with me yeah. to do those things that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what? <laughs> Such as like, for example, I know that I have so many um, blog posts and I have a podcast I could totally put onto YouTube. I have... Um, I used to, like, I started off with a blog and a website and I used to be on Pinterest a lot. And then right now my all attention is just on Instagram and like building personal relationships, Mm -hmm. which has been working as got me to where I am right now. And you want to go, you want to build this like community. I know you you mentioned, right? Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like if I just have more time, or I don't know, just like have someone to help me with like all the SEO things to put all the things I'm not using right now um, and then finally get it updated. Yeah. As well as my website, I just feel like I can really focus on my relationships and just really focus on that and helping yeah. people solve problems. Have we talked, I think we talked about this before, sex and cash theory. I'm not sure about that. I or, maybe maybe it was not, wasn't you, but I know I've talked about it. Basically, like we have two things in our business. One is the sexy, like intrigue. Like uh, I think for you, it's like going viral and 
building this community and then cash, which is what creates my revenue in my business before I really like hit strides with like programs or like the matrix, it was sex was like this, the matrix, right? Something I wanted to do something intriguing, but it wasn't creating the cash that my one-on-ones did. So my cash came from my one-on-ones, which fueled my growth for the matrix. I feel like you're kind of in a similar boat. Like your one-on-ones is creating the cash so that you can pay someone to outsource so that you can fuel your like passion project until it creates the cash. Does that land? Yeah, it does. Like when I think about actually working with someone, um, I actually feel very good. Like mm-hmm. I want to be, yeah. I want yeah. to be brainstorming ideas, but you know, yeah. it's fun. And that's been, like, I don't keeping know. myself in this box. Yeah. I think it, I can see that. One of the things that I think too, is like the options. Once you start planting those seeds, like your options will come to you. I get people DMing me about VA work all the time. And some of them are as like cheap as like $4 an hour. So mm-hmm. it's possible for you. What would you need yeah. to like embody? It's like almost like the boss or the CEO mentality a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that I've always been like big picture minded mm-hmm. and I had vision, I had a lot of ideas. And I think it's the actual detailed execution. Sometimes I don't really want to do them. Mm-hmm. And so that holds me back a little bit. And so I'm like, okay, I always tell myself I need to be more disciplined with like these things and keep the processes and the systems yeah and <laughs> yeah and I'm just like okay but like that really is not me and when I do it I spend and I'm spending so much more time than the time like I could have used that time to build genuine connections with people one-on-one mm-hmm. and just like solve problems and create useful content and I feel like that's what I really want to leverage and like double down on yeah so you're thinking of VA I am. Yes. Have you, I recommend a book. If you guys are considering doing what Shirley's thinking about, I love the book rocket fuel talks about two different roles in a company, visionary and integrator. I'm a visionary. I'm big picture. I do not like systems. Do not like I do them out of necessity. And that's another thing that I think that's worth saying before I had someone to hand things off to, I did do everything. And I, and I took my time to learn how to write a sales page, how to write an email, how to, you know, whatever, right. Blog post. I created my own website, things like that out of necessity because I didn't have the budget. But if you have the budget for it, you can trade your time instead of paying with time, you pay with money and you get your time back. Is that what you're like? Are you there where you're like, I'm ready to hire? I, well, I've done the math already and I Mm -hmm. thought. Like the thing that kept on kept me from not doing it is I just thought it would be very expensive. Mm-hmm. But then like after doing the math, like I really can just, you know, a few hundred, like 300, 400 bucks a yeah. month. And, and you can get a ton done. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yes. So, okay. But then I also have this idea of like, you have to hit six figures first before you outsource or before you yeah, hire someone. Where you got you. that rule from. Sorry. Where did you get that rule from? Just from like the mentors and the coaches I've been hearing from because I know like I don't know or like people um the message I've been getting is that you know you have to 
learn all the skills that you can in all the areas until you hit, I don't know. And then some of my mentor, um, like for example, Simone, she hit like 1 million. And then that's when she hired her first VA. Mm -hmm. So I need to, you know, (laughs) be able to do everything myself. Let's like check in with your body. When you hear the word, like the words, like you need to wait to hit 100K before you hire a VA. What goes on in your body when you hear that? I feel like restricted and yeah. And I feel, I know that like when I think about just me working with someone, um, because I know I'm also someone who like responds with people. I also like to um, just like motivate people and work with someone to work towards the same mission, the same goal. And like, I just feel very, I feel light when I think about doing that right now. <laughs> yeah. I saw a really good reel by Gary V. Do you have, do you follow him? Yes. Yeah. It was like going over this blog post <laughs> that was like 12 steps to success da, 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 like or something. And he's like, these titles are misleading. He's like, you have to check in with yourself. Does this fit with me? Does this resonate with me? Do I even like waking up early? Do I like working out in the morning? Because like, if we're not careful, all of a sudden they know more about you than you do. And I know that that's not true. I love Simone. And I also don't resonate with a lot of what she says. And that's fine because I run it through my own filter. And that's what I'm offering you now is to run this through your own filter. Because what I'm hearing you say is I think hiring a VA will actually help me get to six figures because I'll be able to be on Pinterest and be more, you know, present in other platforms, I'll get my time back. So I can actually nurture relationships that lead to one-on-one coaching, like coaching clients. I really like the idea of outsourcing things that I'm not good at. I think I'll enjoy my business more, but I heard this one mentor that said like, I shouldn't do that. So I don't, I don't think it resonates. Mm -hmm. There's nothing right or wrong. This isn't a moral decision. This is just, does this make sense for you? Do you want it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll, yes, I think that is like the next step for me. And so, yeah, I mean, so maybe it is okay too. Like right now in just in this month, uh, I've been thinking about what I want to do for next year. And so many, I don't know, like like for me, I guess, I feel like there are big dramatic changes mm-hmm. I'm doing. Um, and it feels a little bit scary. And I'm thinking, am I, um, because whenever I want, uh, when I want to reshackle, right? Uh, I feel like I need to create some sort of big change, like a dramatic change somehow. I'm going to show you what I mean by average. What kind of big change are you thinking about? Um, well, right now on my mind, the biggest one is to outsource and to mm-hmm. create like these systems. Um, I'm also thinking about maybe doing... Uh, like pitching to podcast more mm-hmm. so, being a guest on, so podcast. on an average day what would those two things look like uh, it will look like maybe once a week I will meet out with my VA mm-hmm. um, maybe I was well in the beginning I'll have to set up some systems yes systems I, do. I think yeah. inertia and momentum are important to consider like in the beginning, it is going to be a lot of work, (laughs) right? More work than you're used to, but eventually you're going to hit this like stride where it does feel like average. 
where you just have a meeting with her, maybe an hour, and maybe during the day you're emailing her throughout the week. But what this actually looks like on an average day is emails, meetings, collaboration. Mm-hmm. I want to break it down because I'm like, you can do this. This is not some big thing that you're not capable of doing. You are very capable of going right into this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think it's like, like it goes back down to like the, the beingness. Mm-hmm. It's like regulating my nervous system to be, uh, to be able to maybe like feel into that and not that this change feels so big and dramatic. Yeah. Well, and like there's levels to the decision, right? You could hire an employee for 30 grand a year. That feels to me, my nervous system would be triggered, right? Hiring an employee, trying to provide a salary versus like hiring a contractor. That's like, when you work, I pay you. And if it doesn't work out, we don't have to keep doing this. That feels very safe to me, you know? And you don't have to use that as an example. I guess what I'm offering is like, there's lots of different ways you can get what you want in this scenario. Which one gives you a regulated nervous system? Which one makes you feel empowered and peace of mind? And if you don't have anything right this second, that's okay. But I am curious, did anything come to mind for you? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, in terms of hiring, I definitely just want to start small. Yeah. And start short-term contract and see yeah. how that goes. And I feel like I can already allocate a budget to it and just keep it yeah. at that. I love that. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Ashley. What do you feel is missing right now? <sighs> uh, well, I, what I was thinking about was like doing more outbound outreach. Like that's what I feel like is, is missing. Okay. Um, And also like, I know that what I'm doing is working. So I want to do more of what is working. So like, actually sitting down and thinking about my clients problems and actually talk to them about it like I feel like whenever I really do that when my energy is really on that like someone messaged me back but I feel like I'm not doing that enough right now because my time is and how I use my energy and how I'm spending my day is just so spread out Mm -hmm. and so I think that's what I want to focus on yeah I read a really good quote in the ultimate coach. He says losers. Well, it's not from the ultimate coach. It's from Steve Chandler. I don't know where he got it from, but he said, losers spray winners focus. It's like, if you think about like a hose, like this versus like this, right? Like one target. And I think that's what you're speaking to. You're like, I want to focus. I want to be very focused on what I'm creating and I can pass off the tasks that feel like spraying or like not focus. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think to to kind of tie it all, does anything in you need to change? Um, well, if I, when I think about how I'm spending my days now, it's just uh, like recently it's been a lot more me distracted and just like unfocused. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe it's just because I have a couple projects happening yeah and so I'm like okay how do I yeah I think internally I need to get to a place where I just feel a lot more present and more focused instead of like a little bit like everywhere all at once 
And this is why in my little like um my little like drawing or whatever, like if you look at being, I put presence and I put focus because that's like a way of being in the world. Mm-hmm. And then the tactics and the things we do, it's like they're way more effective. For me, I have to turn my phone off. Like I I have to. When I'm when I'm like writing a blog post or trying to record a podcast or whatever, I have to like. And what's cool is, is if you do end up hiring a VA, you'll have more time to, (laughs) but you can start doing this now. Mm -hmm. And I bet there's times that you already do. Yeah. I have moments uh, like that. I think maybe recently it's just because it's closer to the end of the year. So that my mind is like a little bit (laughs) anxious thinking about, okay, how am I going to hit my goal? Um, and so I think if I trust more in like, it's already happening, um, I'm going to sign, my goal is to sign three more clients by the end of this year. So mm-hmm. sign three more clients and I'll be at full capacity. Like if I really trust that that is happening, that I'll feel safer to yeah. hire a VA, be more yes. focused and do the other things. Right. So now yeah. part of your focus is to not worry about hiring a VA until you sign the three clients. Uh, like right now I feel like I shouldn't, or I don't know, like I shouldn't be thinking about that because I need to focus on signing clients. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know if I should start hiring me in like now or just focus on signing clients and then maybe think about that next year. Do you need a VA to sign the next three clients based on how you want to sign them? Probably not. Like, I guess, better question. How do you want to sign them? Uh, so I feel like if I uh, start hiring a BN now, I'm going to, in a way, it also helps me in the being. Like, I'm, I'll feel like I'm more of a CEO in my company. I'm more vision focused. And I think that energy will also help me, uh, sign one-on-one clients mm-hmm. but at the same time also worried that am I you know again spreading my focus even though it's like what you said right that's a sexy thing to do hiring a VA mm-hmm. um but a part of me is also worried that by you know putting my attention on that I also have a workshop that I'm running for this month so like I'm, and workshop is also like just it's not really for signing clients it's just my way of being creative Yes. So if I yeah. focus on workshop and hire a VA, like, and creating systems because I need to do that to hire a VA, um, I'm not, and is that distracting me again from one-on-one clients? I'm going to make you answer that. Like, check in. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, I think, okay, my gut is actually, uh, it's leaning more towards doing it anyways. I feel like because I have an ADHD brain, so it does help me. I don't know, like a little bit of doing a lot of things, it helps me just being in the momentum of it. And I actually feel alive and 
thriving when I'm doing a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But there are still moments that I feel like a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I want you to like specifically answer the question. If you did hire a VA now, if that if you started that process, would it distract you from your urgent goal, which is three clients? Would it distract me? Mm-hmm. Or would it support you? I think my like my brain is telling me it's too much, but then somehow it just feels right. Like I will feel so much more alive and energized if I do hire a VA like this month. But then, yeah, I also know that my brain is also saying, I think it's that condition part. It's like, oh, you're supposed to focus on one thing first. This is going to distract you. Um, yeah. I think these kinds of questions are really hard because there's no right answer. No right as in like it exists in the universe as right. <laughs> right. This is like your preference, the timing your background, your desires, like this is the complexity of being human. If you can't mess it up, if you, if it's not wrong either way, what do you choose? If it's not wrong either way, I think I'm just going to mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> I'm just going to hire VA this one. One of the things yeah. that like, is, are you a manifesting generator? I am. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that I got coaching on recently is like, sometimes in my mind, I'm like, well, if I focus on like outward stuff, like marketing, I can't take care of my internal systems. And my coach was like, that's not even true. I'm like, you're right. That's not even true. I can do both. (laughs) I think the same applies to you. Like you can do both as long as you don't drop the marketing for your one-on-one clients in order to onboard a VA. Mm -hmm. That's the danger, right? But if you have that in your awareness that, you know, Hiring a VA is going to help you regulate your nervous system more, give you your time back. Yeah, it might take a little bit more time in the beginning, but oh, like in the beginning, you can already hand her tasks, right? It'll free up your time and you continue to nurture the client, the potential clients and creating content and all those things. As long as you do both, what you want to do, I think it's a good idea. Not that it's right, just. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I also know that like, if I start this month, I'm actually setting up, like, this is just a fun project and it's not necessarily going to create VA. It's not necessarily going to create results like immediately this month, Mm -hmm. but what I'm going, what this is going to help is going to set up the foundation for January Mm -hmm. and February. And so it's like, I'm also really focusing on the long-term effects of Mm -hmm. having VA, having SEO set up and everything up and the compound effect of that. I think Right. So like if from a CEO and long-term perspective, if I see mm-hmm. myself creating a hundred K, then like, that's what I would be focused on more of a long-term yeah. and, the community. and even to make it more like into this model, if you were already making a hundred K, you'd be hiring support 
and, and use, and still using your time effectively, still moving the needle on the things that mattered. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I like it. Okay. Thank you. This is very helpful. (laughs) And I think too, like just one of the, when I get in my head about decisions, I'm like, I can't mess this up. I can't mess this up. This isn't something that I mess up. This is just a decision, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what, in one of my favorite books, he's called, it's called Super Coach. He's like, you already know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the answer like becomes clear. You know, I already know what to do. Mm-hmm. For you, I think it's to hire a VA. Mm-hmm. But try it on. Does that feel true to you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it does. It, it feels a little bit different foreign but yeah if it feels like it's the next step for me yeah yeah fun okay thank you (laughs) okay I'm gonna go get my daughter from preschool you guys we're gonna keep talking about this is like what we're talking about we're gonna keep breaking these things down but I do want you to spend time thinking through like if you already had what you want what would your average day be like And not average and bad, like it's not bad, right? It's like the things that are average that will, if you do it every day or very consistently over time, it'll create amazing results in your life. Those are the kinds of things I want you thinking about. Until then, I will see you next Monday. Okay, bye.